I mean, the reality is that we do talk a lot before we talk, but now we have to talk. I'm ready to talk. Talk. Good morning, Angie. <laughs> we have to stop saying good morning. Why? Because we we established this last week that it's not always morning. It's always, it's whenever. Right now we're meeting and it is mid-morning and I'm still drinking coffee. So to me, it's morning. Okay, well then start over. Okay. Hello, Angie. I'm not going to say good morning because we don't know if it's morning. <laughs> you and I know it's morning, but do the others know it's morning? I just want to be honest with people. All right. So I'll start with, hey, y'all. <laughs> no, it's oh. fine. It's fine to say good morning because you and I are actually in mourning. But I hope that people are listening to this. No, 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 no. Did you just hear you? Because you and I are in mourning. I am not in mourning. Oh, my gosh. Did I say that? You did. This is you... what happens when I don't talk on the microphone like a radio professional. I forget to listen to myself. Okay. Do you know that that's a thing? What, listening to yourself? Yes. I know that often we listen to ourselves, and it's not good because it's self-talk, but that's not what you're talking <laughs> no. about. No, in, in radio, when I train DJs or whatever, I train they're them. They're not called DJs. No, they're not called on-air personalities. I also, I train them to listen to what they're saying. Okay, so if you think about it, and if you're going to talk about something, if you listen to yourself, you'll first of all, slow down. And while you're slowing down, you have time to think about what you're going to say next. And there's very little problems with what you've said. But you can't, when you're on air with a podcast or radio, take too many pauses. Sure you can. I can cut them out. So there. So did you hear that long pause? Yes. That's just you. I always cut them out. Oh. Oh, you cut out what I say <laughs> or what I don't say. I do edit the show just a bit. It really doesn't just run. Do you do voiceovers? No. Do you ever hear voiceovers on the news or on all this other stuff, all that fake news? I don't even want to go down there, but it's hilarious. I watch these home shows and there's voiceovers and you can tell because of the acoustics are off. Do you ever notice that? I don't really watch TV, so... I read books that I have to read. Oh, well, to get aren't me. you better than me? <laughs> I'm not a reader. I'm not a fast reader. And I have a lot of books in front of me that are designed right now at this stage of my life, trying to get my health in order. These are the books I need to be reading that remind me of my goals and my dreams. And can we talk about, I'm not going through a midlife crisis. Can we just make that establishment right now? Are you sure you're not going through a midlife crisis, my friend? It's, what did we talk about last week? It, bucket list. Yeah. And what was one thing on your bucket list between last week and this week that you crossed off? I wanted to get a nose ring. And what did you do, friend? <laughs> I got a nose ring. Okay, everybody take a minute and look. Right, you can't look. Check it out. Do you have any pictures up now? No, on, okay. I really haven't. This is the first time I've actually talked about it. Because I'm blinded by that thing. Oh, it's you like are shiny. not. <laughs> you are not. I love it. I think it's beautiful. Thank you. Yes. So here's my thing. I am not going through a midlife crisis. I'm going through a rejuvenation. Yes. When I'm getting my health in order, there's things that are happening along with that. Because I'm making good choices in my health. It's making me feel good. So right. now I'm making good choices in my mind and in my activities. And I'm dreaming again. Right. And so now we had this conversation about the bucket list. And I'm like, I'm going to do some stuff on my bucket list. And doors just seem to keep opening. Well, it took me a long time to get to the nose ring thing. I'm just going to say, because I was nervous. I was afraid it was going to hurt and blah, blah, blah. And I've never had <laughs> one. It, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but I, I went to church and the, this sweet young lady came and talked to me and she had a nose ring. And I said, okay, tell me, 
did it hurt? And she's like, no. And I'm a big wimp, you know? And, and so I just got up the guts and during my lunch, I just went and got one. Nice. I did. I just went and did it. And, you know, because I'm in a healthier place than I was, what, two months ago, it's almost two months. It's healed already. I mean, my body's just healing better. I'm so, I'm so surprised at getting off of sugar, what that does for your body. I, I'm, tell people I got off crack and they were right. like, what? And right. I'm like, you know, it's like sugar is as addictive as crack and I'm off sugar. It's amazing to think about how our body just heals itself. Yeah. And like you said, when you got your nose ring, how everything is healing naturally, you should be thankful you didn't do it in the winter because of the, not just the cold, but cold season with runny noses and constantly blowing <laughs> no, your nose. I am constantly blowing my nose. And so I'm like, <laughs> How do I blow my nose now? I've got this corkscrew thing on the inside of my nose. I've gotten to the point now where it's healed. This is this like just got this done Tuesday, right? And and we're recording this on Thursday. Right. So this is already I can touch it and it doesn't hurt. At first when I hit it, I was like, ow. Oops. Oh, I'm sure. I gotta remember that that's there. But now I'm fine. Anyway, I just I, I wanted to do it. So then yesterday I did something else. <laughs> Ooh, fill me in. Fill me in. Another bucket list. This wasn't on my bucket list, but these are things that I've just always wanted to do. I bought a motorcycle. <laughs> you bought one? Yes. Okay. It's been in the works for a while. Yesterday, I just pulled the trigger and said, let's do this. And so I made arrangements and my son is now getting it roadworthy and I'm getting all the other stuff done and... I'm going to be riding a motorcycle. I'm going to be the I coolest grandy ever. <laughs> the coolest grandy. Oh my gosh. Are you going to get, you said before that your grandsons know you because you give them cow yes. things. Are you going to get a, a cow sh- jacket yeah. of some sort? No, gosh, oh, okay. no. As a matter of fact, some traps. Yeah, maybe. Hey. That's probably healthy for your body being a motorcyclist. <laughs> well, now. and if I can afford it, I would get the the Kevlar. That's the really the safest way to go. And there's things that I have and there's things that I want to upgrade and I you have to buy a helmet and all that kind of stuff. So there's this is a process. I I'm, love it. But I just want something that on the weekends when it's beautiful, I can just, you know, tour around on and horse by day, motorcycle by night. I could ride. <laughs> I could literally ride my motorcycle <laughs> to the barn. Yes. Because that's all back roads. That would be so much fun. So safe. And then ride my horse. Well, we talked about motorcycles because I said all the laws in California. And that's when I learned the respect of motorcycles. I never understood when they have signs or talk about when you are mowing to get the grass off of the road, that that is like ice for a motorcycle. You know that. Yeah. 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 Anything that's loose on the road is going to be a hazard. Yeah. So this all this conversation makes me think about a conversation I had. And it was actually, Nicole, with your father. Okay. Because you said, my dad will understand how to help you through X number of situations, right? So I had this conversation the other day, and it was so refreshing. And he started talking to me about superpowers, which I know your mom teaches about your superpower. And I didn't really understand it because I'd never heard the training. But he sat down. And helped me to discover my superpower. So he gave you the key to your closet for your cape. Oh, I like that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, I got a cape on. But he he said, and 
I love I love that he and I have a lot in common because mm-hmm. he really does get me. I'm the kind of person who is out front a lot. It's not because I need to be out front. It's just that's the way God created me is to lead people. But I don't just lead people for the sake of leading. And this is a lot of what your dad says. It's not just for the sake of leading. It's so that I can bring others with me and even push them ahead of me. And that's the encourager. And he's like, you're an encourager. You have that superpower. And I know he feels exactly the same way. And I was like, oh my gosh, I do that with worship. I try to get people to come with me Mm -hmm. to the throne of of God. You know, I do that with my work. I do that with my employees. I mean, I say, hey, what do you have as goals? I want to help you to get there, right? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm an encourager. That's my superpower. I do it on the radio too. I didn't even realize it. You didn't realize that you were encouraging people on the radio? I didn't know it was my superpower. But when he said that... That was the first thing that went on my vision board. We talked about doing vision boards. Right. And I'm still working on doing a big one that stands up in my house. But I have a, you know, you know, dot journals and stuff. And I started making one and I wrote encourager. And I actually wrote a mission statement for me about how I want to encourage other people to live their very best life. How can I help somebody to live their very best life, whether that's professionally or in their health or whatever it is? I want to do that. Yes. No, no, no. I see it. I see it. Well, and I know you think a lot that way as well. I mean, we're, yeah, you're your father's daughter. <laughs> right. I'm a good mix of my mother and my father for sure. Right. And so m- your dad kind of told me his superpowers. What's your mom's superpower? Do you know? Hers is encourager. So she's got the same. Yes. Do you know what yours is? Oh, we're still working on that. I think I'm multifaceted. Oh, you're How a super super. Yes. <laughs> I, you have a blue and I, a red cape. <laughs> right. Exactly. With the invisible airplane. I'm There's still one that's going to be more prominent, I think. So I've always done uh, the, the spiritual gifts, all the other types of identity, mm-hmm. um, personality type. I couldn't tell you what all these were. Yes. I know um, those as well. Yes. And so... A lot of it is leadership. A lot of it is one of them we did in our small group at church, and I should probably pull those out and revisit them. But one of them is is the concept of being a futuristic. Oh, a visionary. Which, yes, which connects with dreaming and visionary. Yeah. And this is where I'm at a place in my life where I'm taking this and saying, okay, no wonder I'm so passionate about this. I'll drive down. My stars, I'll drive down the street in Bell Fountain and I'm like, oh, that building would be so cool if it's this. Oh, this building. Yes. Would be, oh, I want this building. And Isabel came to me the other day and she goes, you know, mom, there's this new place in town. You talked about doing that years ago. And then she was like, oh, see that place there? Remember when you talked about putting a restaurant there? Guess what's coming in there? A restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> and it just, and she was like, why don't you do these things? And I don't think it's the time right now, but it is innate in me. Mm-hmm. To, to see that. This is why Mark and I work so well together because he's the visionary mm-hmm. and I work to make whatever he sees happen. Right. And it's a really good mix. You know, it's a really good thing because he, he does the same thing. He'll start dreaming about what's next. Right. And, but he's really bad at detail. I mean, bad at details. <laughs> well, but, but, but I do the details. But spiritually speaking, it talks about having, you know, you have to have all the the body parts and you have to, you have the hand and the foot and everybody working together to accomplish a goal. And if ultimately we are focusing on furthering God's kingdom, that's really what this is about. Yeah. What, what part do you fulfill 
in the work of the kingdom. And everybody has a spot. Right. Occasionally I'm a foot and I have to kick my kids <laughs> butt in gear. I want people to to think about it. Like how can we help people to discover their own superpower without going through this fantastic training that your mother offers? I for me, I think it's first before we can help someone else, we have to take care of ourselves. And it sounds selfish because we are taught to be servants. Mm-hmm. But how can we serve others if we don't know how to serve ourselves? Yes. And that's not, you know, I I look at this as a a woman, as a female, it's not, oh, I'm going to go get a manicure. I'm going to go get a pedicure. It's not, I'm going to shop. I'm going to this. However, there is a time and a place for all of these things. It's just, what is your reasoning for doing them? Is it an escape or is it to um, whatever this looks like, as an example, to build yourself up, to build confidence, to make you feel and help assist in feeling better. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. What we're so what you're saying essentially Yes, please tell me what I'm saying. Is, I love it. Is that people in discovering their own superpower, the first thing they need to do is get themselves into a good place. Oh, absolutely. But how do we do that? I mean, I know what I've done and it's called a health journey. That's helped tremendously. So that's the thing is uh, how do we help them to understand what to do next? That's my question. What to do next? How, okay, if we had a friend sitting here and we say, what's your superpower? And they go, I don't know. Would you ask him what they love to do? What are they passionate about? This would be where you were, if somebody were sitting here, I would say, what is it that you really want? Because I don't think people know what they want. If you actually Isn't that stop true? Yes. to think about what they want, you know, oh, well, I'm, I'm a mom. Oh, I work or I, no, no, no. That's what you do. Yes. What do you want to become? You know, why do you work? That's exactly right. Well, I need to pay my bills or I've got to do, okay, great. Can you find another avenue to do that instead of the job you're in if you're not fulfilled in that job? So it's actually taking a moment to think about what is it that you really want? Why do you want that? And what do you want to accomplish? Absolutely. Do you know a couple months ago, somebody asked me that. What do you want? Right. And that's when we we actually talked about this. Mm -hmm. We start dreaming because we forget as moms and wives that we forget that we can dream for us as well. Absolutely. I'm also a big United States of America fan, and we are a, a country built on dreams. And, you know, in a time like this right now, we need to remember that we still can dream. We still can go after whatever we want, because bottom line, we're doing stuff anyway. But are we doing it because we have to or because we want to? And there are some things you have to do because you just do. That's just called being alive. Right. Being human. There's things you have to do like paying yes. taxes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, and being an adult. But on the same hand, who whoever said you have to be in that house, you have to have that job. And I've had conversations with numerous men and women who said, oh, I have to be doing this because that's my degree. That's my wheelhouse. That's what I was trained to do. Yeah. But is it really meeting a need? Exactly. Do you get passionate about it? Do you look forward to going to work every day? And we grow, we grow and we change. So my grandparents both were amazing examples of what I would say, what to do and what not to do. Meaning I had one set of grandparents where they, till the day they died, they were still thriving and growing and engaging in relationships, still active and kept growing 
and it, it was beautiful to see. And they were growing because they were using their mind. Mm. And and they had a relationship with the Lord as well. And that was that was beautiful when they died. I know where where they are. My other set of grandparents, again, Christ followers as well. However, it just kind of I remember they retired in their sixties and then their life became kind of mundane and That's where my parents are right now. Yeah. Yeah, mundane there's nothing and, that they live for. Right. And I was like, Oh, I don't want this. And so then I see my parents at the age that they're at thriving and growing and changing, which then shows me again, a great example of my stars. I, I, until the day I die, I want to just keep growing and thriving. So Mm -hmm. we change Mm -hmm. circumstances change us, but we change as well. So we get to control some of it. And I'm going back to, we cannot control what happens to us always, but we get to control how we Respond. respond and react. You know, and I, th- I think about my age and why did I let so many years go by? Oh my gosh. And I think I should have been smarter back then and I should have been doing this back then, but I didn't understand goals and dreams. So the one thing that really compels me to want to help people is because when I went through the divorce, I was lost. I didn't know what to do with my life. I was a wife. I was a mom. Now I'm like, what What do I do? Now I'm a shared parent. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, everything changed. And I decided I can't support four children without a degree. Right. So I'm going to start working for my degree. Then as I'm working towards my bachelor's degree in a program that was fantastic, I finally got to the end of it and went, oh my gosh, I can do anything I want to do. I mean, I felt empowered. Right. And it's not about the degree. It's about doing something for myself, like you said. Mm -hmm. And when I got to the end of it, I graduated on a Saturday and I changed jobs on Monday. It's how it worked out. I changed careers that following Monday. I worked as an administrative type of a person all the way up till Friday, had a going away party, had my graduation the next day on Monday. I started in computer training because that's what I was good at. And so I started training people on computers. And then there was this whole buyout thing. And, you know, people get let go with those. And then I ended up doing my own. Now, one thing that my parents always showed me was entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. And my father, he was a motorhead. He loved that. So he started his own gas station. And that gas station grew into a lawn and garden and snowmobile retail and so on and so on. And then they got into motorcycles and all of this. They got into all these different things. My brothers, my sister, everybody's an entrepreneur in some way. And it's really a great legacy to bring. But unfortunately, somewhere along the lines, they retired. Right. And I don't think that they do a whole lot. And maybe that's okay for them. Maybe they don't want to do a lot. Um, it's, But that's not me. I don't want to stop. Well, I want to keep on going. It goes back to sitting down with the person and saying, what kind of life do you want to create? So I'm not saying if somebody is enjoying retirement and they're, you know, if that's what they're choosing to do, if you're right. being conscious for your choices, right. right? that's all, that makes all the difference. But if it just kind of organically happens and you're mundane, I like to think of it as if things are cloudy and foggy in your mind yeah. and things are just mundane and you're just checking the box next day. Oh, Groundhog Day, that kind of a concept oh. where it's just over and over. I, I'm, we're created for more. God talks about having a fulfilling, abundant life. And abundant life doesn't mean easy. Abundant life doesn't mean 
um, that God's going to take care of all of our, our, our woes and our worries. It's that we can have peace throughout that. You can still have an abundant life. Yes. John 10, 10. And life yes. to the fullest. Yes. Life to the fullest. I feel like I'm starting to live that life. Where have I been for all these years? Yeah. But I'm starting to finally live that life. And, you know, I got a, when I got a, additional tattoos, I felt a little bit more empowered. Got the nose ring. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Right. And then I'm buying the motorcycle. <laughs> so I can't wait to hear what's next. After that? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I'm not saying you should do all these new things, you know, by next week. <laughs> I don't know what I want next. Okay. No, I do know what I want next. Ooh. Do tell. But I don't know if I want to tell. Oh, okay. I just know that. Just whisper it to me. Nobody will hear you. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'll say this much because I don't want to give it away because. Is this like a teaser? Uh, maybe. Okay. No, I don't know. I just, I'm starting to dream again. Right. So in a perfect world. I would want to have more freedom. I want to not be a nine to five job, or in my case, a six to two job, but I want to have the freedom to still do the things I love to do, but on my schedule. Right. How that's going to play out right. is a completely different story. Uh, I'm, I'm really thankful that I can have these conversations with Mark and say, how can I do what I love to do, but still have a little bit more time for these other things that I really am passionate about? How can I go forward and do these things? And he's willing to work with me. So I love doing the radio. I would so miss my morning show folks. And if you I would be missed. I know that I would miss them and I would miss this, the time that I do in the morning. I would love to be able to continue doing that. But do you realize I've been doing this for over six years? It's six and a half years. That's a long time in one position. You're just a baby. I don't know very many people who have been in the same position on the air. I'm talking about on the air. Okay. On air personalities. I don't know how many of them actually stay in a position that long. I mean, I know a few. When's, but when's this is random, but when's the last time that you've gone back and listened to the beginning of your show six and a half years ago. Have you gone back and oh, listened to them? Oh, reluctantly. They were terrible. <laughs> the, well, but again, right there for you to even, you know, make that comment. I have learned a lot about radio. Right. But that's an example of life to where you, you grow and you thrive and you keep getting better and you, better. Yes. So we, if, like a fine wine. Yes. I am a rosé. Ooh. <laughs> but in the process of a fine wine comes a whole heck of a lot of pruning and it's and not pressure. a one time. Yes. And it's not a one time gig. Yeah. The, the pruning that God does in our life is not a one time gig. Cause I'll tell you what, yeah. the more that he gets a hold of me, I'm like, Oh, this is beautiful. And then he starts revealing more stuff that I don't like. I'm yeah. like, why did you do that? God? Have you ever thought of yourself as a control freak? I know what? somebody listening feels like, yeah, I'm a control freak. Have you ever thought about yourself like that? I thought you were calling me out. No, I'm oh. asking you. Oh, okay. If well, that's a different yourself. story. So ask me so I don't take it personally. <laughs> I am not offended that you called me a control freak. There are times that, yes, I, I, I know the best way for things to be done and I know how to do it. And that's in my household. And at the same time, that's not fair to everybody in the household because everybody else matters and their opinions yeah. matter. And to be quite frank, my kids have great ideas. My husband even has great ideas. I just don't always. I love how you said even. 
Well, it's, be- <laughs> it's because for years I've just been doing things on my own. Oh, sure. Yes. And it's and your not, household. Yes. And it's not lack of him not being there, not wanting to, to do. He just was focused elsewhere. There's a lot that that takes place in the training for his job and in the military. So it's right. he and I continue to come together and regroup again. So if I do that with him in our relationship, why wouldn't I take counsel within myself with, with the Lord, but just continuing to seek how to become better myself. So do you do the stop and try to figure out what's going on and then choose a better way? I was listening to a mutual friend the other day, talk about how they did this in a situation that was really difficult. I I love this idea, taking a sip of water to just have an excuse to take a moment I think a lot of times we react really quickly and I love that he took a drink of water and then he stopped and he thought, how can I address this? And he chose the correct words. Right. I like to think of that as you're giving yourself a chance to breathe. Yes. And, you know, regrouping. How do you respond? What a valuable lesson. Are you going to respond? Oh my gosh. So, yeah. So I do that often. I talked last week about, or recently about the, you know, breathing and, you know, deep breathing. And then from there, when I began to do the, just kind of stop and not react, but stop and think, how am I going to respond? Yes. My kids began to notice, Hey mom, I, I noticed you're not yelling as much. Really? And, oh yeah. And that was, that was heart-wrenching, yeah. but I knew what they meant, but I knew that I was getting better. So instead of taking the negative thoughts of thinking, oh, I'm a bad mom, I yell all the time, it was, oh, wow, okay, I can do this. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that what you're saying, if you feel like you are a control freak, and maybe <laughs> maybe you don't think you're a control freak, and that's another, that's another thing, but I used to be a very bad control freak. Mine had deeper roots than just wanting to have control. It was a matter of all of my life, my control was taken away from me. And then it was a fight inside me. When I finally realized that I was able to let things go more. And you know, I hear that song from Frozen all the time, let it go, even though that's not what it's about. I still sing it in my head. But being able to, I, I just love the advice this guy gave. And he said, take a drink and and stop a minute and think about that and, and respond. Don't react. Right. Such a huge thing that people can incorporate into their lives. Do you realize that if we just took one thing and for this week, we tried to work on that one thing, how effective that would be instead of trying to change everything all at once, just oh. one little thing at a time. I, absolutely. Because I, I, we often are like, oh, I'm gung ho. I'm going to jump in. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And what happens? It all fizzles and fades falls away apart. and falls apart. And then we're worse off than where we started. So it's taking intentional increments of habits or goals that you have yeah. and building from there. That's absolutely right. And, and that's what I've been doing with my goals is I'm not going to worry about doing them all. I'm still on a process and it's going to take a while for me to get it all together. (laughs) But I don't think we're supposed to have it all together. That's what heaven is for. Mm -hmm. That's where all of that comes into play. But if we just continue to have each day look better than the one before, and that's where grace comes in because we are going to flub it up. Yeah. So it feels like what we've been talking about over the last several weeks is all coming together in this one conversation. 
in my world, these are all the things that I'm learning. I feel like brand new. I feel so good recently and I, it's your fault. You got me started on this whole thing. I love it. But you said your superpower. That's how this started. It's the cape. Yeah. And if you haven't gone through what you've gone through, then you may not be able to reach as many people. Mm, That's true. And encourage them and, and hold their hand, if you will, along the way. So God uses our ashes and our pain to help others. Beauty from ashes. And it's a beautiful process. It's just hard when you're in the fire. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So talking about your superpower being an encourager. So when my kids ask me, what does this mean? What's the definition? Or, you know, that kind of thing. I don't want to give them my definition because I don't want it to be skewed or give it to them wrong. I want them to have th- the truth. Is the truth in Webster's Dictionary? Sometimes, yes. Okay. <laughs> right. No, it's all found online. But anyway, okay. here. Because it's I all did, true online. Right. <laughs> What does encouragement do? Encouragement is the giving of courage, confidence, hope, support, and help. The healing benefit of encouragement outweigh criticism and can build self-confidence. Encouragement can help with self-confidence, effort, motivation, success, self-esteem, and validation. I love that. Me too. Oh, yeah. You'll have to screenshot that and send it to me. Absolutely. When we encourage people, we break down barriers. We'd say the simplest thing, you can do this. And that helps people to believe in themselves a lot of times. And I think if you don't have anything nice to say, just keep your mouth shut, right? So if you're not going to encourage someone, then maybe you need to stop. That is actually a biblical thing. Yes. Yeah. It says that if you're going to open your mouth and talk to make sure it's building the other person. Absolutely. I love that. Absolutely. So as we're nearing the end, my darling... How are you going to make the world a better place? Or better yet, you always go first. So let me share. Yes. Okay. Because then I, I can think of it. Okay. So this is random, but I have found this to be true. When I'm out in public, my husband had to learn that I'll, I'll talk to anybody in line at the grocery store. I mean, I'll just, and you know, there were times he'd be like, oh my gosh, here she goes again. But again, encouraging. I like to smile at people and see how many people I can get to smile back. Oh, it's perfect. It's fun. Try it. <laughs> I love it's hard. That. It's hard when some people, when they wear masks, you can't tell. And I smiled at somebody and I'm, she goes, I'm smiling at you. I promise you just can't see, but you could see in her eyes. You could yes. just see people light up or stand yes. up a little bit taller. But I think just even, you know, just smiling at somebody when they're opening the door, that can make a world of difference. Oh my gosh. Especially now we need yes. to be smiling at people more often. Masks or no masks. Yes. Because yes, your eyes do smile. Yes. See? So how were you? How will you make the world a better place? You said something to me this week that actually I wanted to pass on. So these are like little nuggets that we want to pass on to our friends. this week it's all about me? If that's what you'd like, Nicole. Sorry, I'm so sassy. If that's going to do something for you, uh, uh, sure. No, it's just... (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just sassy. Okay, please continue. I am not a decorator. Okay, I really struggle with getting some decorating done. I said that to you? No. Okay. I'm leading. This is a lead up. I will I will <laughs> shut my mouth. Let me lead. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. There you go. No. That's that control freak. No, I just want to say this is where it's coming from. This is okay. the backstory. So I I've been looking around my house. I go to a friend's house and I go, "Wow, you guys are such great decorators. How do you know to do all of these things, you know?" And then I go to my house and I'm like, "Wow, it's so plain. I mean, really, I could take 
all these saddles that I have sitting there and I could make them into something, right? There's more I could do. I just don't know how. The other day, you showed me your daughter's room that you're making. And you mm-hmm. said that your friend Jeffrey said, go and look for things that you'll never find anywhere else. Some unusual, crazy something. Right. Buy it. I was like, I could do that. I could totally do that. Yeah. So I may be spending more money in the future because now <laughs> I want to go to these little shops and find that one little thing that you won't find anywhere else to maybe decorate. I don't, I don't know. I'm still at a loss. It's not my gifting. You have a vision of how you want it to be. My friend Tiffany is the same way. She can just visualize how she wants it and just put it together. I'm not like that. So you've seen my COVID mantle? I have. <laughs> Who decorates their fireplace <laughs> for wait, a wait, time wait. such as this? Okay, so let me, let's back up and tell people how this got started. Oh my gosh. So do you want to tell this story? Because it probably would it. sound better coming from you. <laughs> I'm not the storyteller. So, yeah, you're walking me through the house and you're th- showing me different things. And you, you showed me your mantle and you had bought these lights. That's where we got into this conversation because these were unique lights sitting on the mantle. And then I noticed it, your mantle is full of toilet paper rolls. Yep. <laughs> not, not just the, <laughs> just the core. Just the core. I'm like, why do you have used toilet paper rolls in jars and in vases? And <laughs> what's, what's the deal? And they were everywhere on your mantle. They are. And I now have a sign above the mantle that says, above the fireplace that says Corona time. <laughs> And I have an angel wearing an N95 mask with a clock. I just, during uh, the initial quarantine, I needed to let out some creative juices. And I'm like, all right, here we go. So you saved all the toilet paper, cardboard or whatever you call it. Paper I'm sure some church is going to want them for a kid's craft for vacation Bible school. So why not collect them? But I love how you're displaying them. They're like thoughtfully... (laughs) Thoughtfully placed in glass. They're in apothecary jars. <laughs> if anybody wants to know. I know. It's just the funniest thing. I wonder how many other people out there did something super creative like that because they just had to have an outlet. If they have, please let us know because I'd like to hear more of all of that. I like to change things up. And so I will tell you based on what you just said about finding something unique. I have a sister who has gone into a store and she loves to shop, but she's very intentional. And she was like, the piece has to find me. I'm not looking for something. It has to find me. Do you actually look for something that you know can fit in your house or do you just find the most unusual thing and that's what you grab? It depends on what my mission is. So these lamps for my daughter's room found me. I mean, like, I was like, oh my gosh, that will fit in there perfectly. Mm. So I wheeled and dealed and got them on sale even more than than they already were. But I have, I want to be intentional with everything that's in my home. I don't want a, a magazine home. Yeah. I don't want to. I guess that's barn. how mine's been. I, I haven't had any intention whatsoever. I just move in. Yeah. But it's about putting those things together to make it your own. So in our house, it would be somebody walking in, oh my gosh, what's that? I can tell you the story behind it. And it might be, oh my gosh, I saw it at a garage sale, or it might be that was my grandmother's or from our travels, being in the military. I want to be intentional. And I'm not all about tchotchkes, even though we have quite a bit. You do? Uh, well, in the study, 
I mean, the study is we've got shelves all around the walls and all my husband's collecting things. Oh, okay. I'm trying to figure out which one's the study slash office. Right. Study, office, library, whatever you want to call it. So everything, I don't want anything in my attic. I don't want anything in my basement, even though they're both full, but the attic is Christmas. You have like a million Christmas trees. We still haven't talked about the Christmas trees. It's going to be going on until Christmas. And then we're going to end up talking about the Christmas trees. (laughs) Yes. And that will be okay because that's a story in itself. But yes, go to the store, find something that just speaks to you, whatever that is. One of the things that is a goal for me, and I should probably put this in my goal book because it really is something I want to do. And I wouldn't care if I went to Goodwill or wherever. I want to find all these different size frames and I want to take pictures of my children and do some sort of very interesting display on the wall. I have one big picture of them from years ago and I want to put updated pictures around it in different size frames and just make something very, I don't know, like masonry looking, you know, that's this way and that way. And I don't know. I don't know what they call that. I just know what it's called when I design a website (laughs) with the tools called. So yeah, that's one of the goals that I have is to try to figure out how to display my pictures of my children. Well, that'll be fun. And it sounds like you have a good friend with me and Tiffany and we can work together. Oh, yes. Please help me. Ah! Some, I can't be absolutely perfect in all things, Nicole. No, we'll <laughs> let this one slide. We'll let this one slide. So I, I welcome people's ideas if they have ideas on how to display pictures. Very cool. I welcome any of those ideas. They can send them over. morning at gmail.com. That's the address. And I Fantastic. love it. All the responses, all the people that are writing in and saying things that are encouraging yeah very much encouraging i love i love hanging out with you and i love that they're hanging out with us yes yay this was fun once again i walk in i'm like what are we talking about i don't know and then we start talking talking (laughs) and then we're like oh we have to go okay never have a goal we never have a goal this is it (laughs) the goal is being together and that's fun right and now it's over until next week right all right bye see you next week The Shine FM Podcast Network.